Yeah, that's right. I'm back already. Um, I got a snow day, which is fucking hilarious. The weather forecast called for uh, like one to three inches of snow and kind of a wintry mix at night. And they just like called off school preemptively and uh, turned out there was like barely a dusting of snow and we absolutely... Did not need to take the day off, but you know what? I will freaking take it. It was just like perfectly placed in my universe. So we're in um, what's actually considered remote learning, I guess. It's not actually a snow day. I'm drinking some vanilla rooibos, by the way. Mm. Just like last time. So it's really remote learning. So I did get up and do a bunch of work that I needed to do. But uh, I've done just about all I can do. So we're going to go back in tomorrow. And uh, I figured I might as well just jump back on the microphone because I had a little bit of time. And um, one of the things I was thinking about, the last episode was about my um, cumulative five minutes of podcasting fame. And this latest uh, round on the Tangentially Speaking podcast, I had an exchange with Dr. Christopher Ryan, author of Sex at Dawn and Civilized to Death. But I never really mentioned what the actual comment was about. And I thought it might be a little bit interesting. And like I was mentioning before, this is the first time I had posted on social media in a very long time. But for whatever reason... I listened to my good buddy, Chris Ryan, uh, give what he calls a ROMA, which is an acronym for ranting out my ass. He does certain certain podcasts where he'll interview notable guests. or he, What I like best, he interviews just random people he meets on his travels that are very interesting. It just has, you know interesting discussions with him and he's just a good conversationalist and an interesting guy but he does these romas where he just kind of rants and like i mentioned he wrote a book called civilized to death and he is very much uh takes the standpoint like that modern civilization is just a shit show basically and everything was better back in the hunter-gatherer days i mean that's simplifying it a lot but He's not uh, enthralled with the so-called progress of society. And a lot of what he posts on social media and sometimes what he rants about on his podcast is basically just how everything is going to shit. And I've noticed this a lot uh, with everybody. It's a sense of real, uh, I don't know, impending doom. Like the sky is falling. Like, oh my God, we have, you know, we've got COVID, we've got January 6th, we've got, you know, Trump. And then on the other side, you'd be thinking the same thing about Biden and then wokeism and critical race theory or whatever else. Everything's just going to hell. Society's going to collapse. We're going to have a civil war. 
we have climate change. It's just, it's over. I mean, the U.S. is about to fall apart. The world's going to fall apart. And so the point I, I tried to make, essentially, was that, you know, just beware of negativity bias and cognitive distortion when it comes to that. I wasn't trying to, to, to deny that there isn't stuff going on. But uh, I just thought that, you know, even in the worst of times, you got to be wary of the negativity bias. And so I didn't really um, word everything maybe as great as I could have. But since his podcast is called Tangentially Speaking, I called, I titled my, my Reddit post Cognitively Distorting. And I said the following. I said, I just listened to Chris's latest Roma, and it seems to me that Chris's society is collapsing tone has shifted into a state of distortion. I noticed the same thing about his Twitter persona. I've also noticed the same process of media-driven cognitive distortion playing out in many of my friends, and sometimes myself. I could be wrong about this, of course, but here's what I'm perceiving. Bad things are always, quote-unquote, happening along with good things and everything in between. We are living in a time when powerful algorithms are selecting for and amplifying the bad things so much that it makes it seem like we're living through unrelenting catastrophe. I don't think we are. I think any era could easily be seen through the same negatively biased lens. It's a matter of the extent to which the negative is emphasized and the positive is downplayed or ignored true catastrophic events notwithstanding. Chris, and many of us, seems to be very online in terms of his news consumption, and he already holds a worldview that sees modern society as a shitstorm heading toward the fan. I'm not denying that it is a shitstorm, in many ways, nor am I denying that bad shit is happening every day. I just think it's a fine line between accurately perceiving the full spectrum of what's happening in the world and having one's perceptions distorted to the point of affecting one's mental health. Consuming media algorithmically tailored to one's pre-existing biases can distort one's cognitions in decisive ways that can be difficult to detect in oneself. When I scroll through Chris's Twitter feed and when I listen to many of his latest rants, my gut tells me that Chris has slipped over some invisible line from noticing the storm clouds to thinking the sky is falling. Or maybe this is just my own distorted perspective. It's everything The breath of honey's nose that I see The empty space inside the ring The sacrifice I Everything I ever do A loneliness I can't get through Everything that I with you Now, um, there's a few things I do regret even putting in that <laughs> that little thing. The first is that I I didn't really need to say 
that, uh, you know, Chris and others are, are making it seem like we're living through unrelenting catastrophe. And I don't think we are. I was basically saying, you know, any era could be seen as like the world's falling apart if you only looked at the negative things. But most people responded to me predictably by just pointing out to me, no, uh, no, 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 no. Things really are terrible. Look at climate change. Look at the polar ice caps. Look at the, the pandemic, for Christ's sake, you moron. How can you possibly say that, you know, this isn't the worst era of all time, or at least some uh, very terrible compared to others? Now, so I do regret saying that. I, I stand by the point, but it's really how I emphasized it there that I sort of regret, because what I meant to say is that... Uh, even if this is the worst time that there ever was, even if you're talking about in the middle of World War II or whatever, pick your time when everything's falling apart, it's still possible to have your perceptions distorted by only attending to the negative and totally discounting the positive. And that that is what we really need to uh, keep a check on. It's not whether or not this time is any worse than any other time. It's just that if you are only cataloging the worst things that are happening and then saying, this is the state of the world right now, then that's the definition of negativity bias. I mean, if, if I say, what's the state of the world, then you just name climate change, COVID, January 6th, political polarization, blah, blah. I mean, you're just picking all the worst things that are happening right now and putting an equal sign after that and saying, this is the state of the world right now. And therefore, you know, I'm justified in, in uh, being terrified 24-7. But I think that's a mistake. I think that's the, you're, if you do that, you're in the grip of this negativity bias and you, and you just, you're not seeing it. Yeah, all those things are true. But uh, in a sense, <laughs> we're all just falling apart all the time. I mean, if you, I used an analogy when I was having the discussion with, with people on the Reddit thread that if you just look at an individual life, I mean, basically, after you're done maturing and growing, which is, you know, getting to about the age of 28 or so, then, yeah, you're falling apart after that. You're heading toward catastrophe by definition. I'm 51. I know that the direction I'm heading in is collapse. And so I'm, I'm analogizing that to thinking about society collapsing. Maybe it's true society is collapsing and the United States is collapsing. But it's also true that I'm collapsing. Like I've got like max 30 years left and everything's going to fall apart. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to die. I'm going to lose everything. I'm probably going to lose a lot of people along the way. So just as my own life is headed toward catastrophe, it would really be a mistake to only focus on that. Just Let me just focus on the fact that I have chronic lymphocytic leukemia and what that might do. Let me only focus on the fact that I'm aging every day and getting slower and dumber by the second. Let me only focus on the fact that my mom is probably going to die in the next few years. Let me only, I mean, if you do that, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to have a good life 
those things are all true, but uh, we have this negativity bias that's built into our brains, I think. I think there's evidence for that. I think that we can say that we have evolved to be more keenly aware of the negative because, you know, that thing rustling around in the bushes, you're better off thinking it's a snake because if it turns out it's just a stick, well, nothing is lost really. But if it really is a snake and it bites you and you die, well, then you're not passing on your genes. So we're wired to be more sensitive to the negative, to the threatening, to the fearful. So you take that and then you combine it with these algorithmically driven news and social media feeds that are only showing you that which gets you outraged and gets you terrified because that's what's going to generate engagement and clicks. You take those two things and you have a, such an amplified sense of the catastrophe, of the collapse of everything that you're going to be, your mental health is going to be shit. So I'm not saying that things aren't bad and that climate change isn't happening and that COVID, all these things are happening, but also, I mean, all kinds of amazing shit is happening all the time, but you have to really work to factor that into your sense of quote unquote, what is happening in the world. Tell me a story. Six feet of snow left at the altar. So I went back and forth and man, it was tough. Even though I would constantly try to point that out, that I agree the world is going to shit. There's a lot of shit happening. Still, almost every response was, oh no, but shit really is that bad. And I'm justified in feeling uh, depressed all the time. And uh, I just couldn't get um, people to really... um, get my point. Now, some people made good points. I mean, some people were pointing out that a lot of the media is just driven toward distraction, and that definitely is true. I mean, we have a couple different ways that the the media is used. One is these algorithmically driven news and social media feeds. That's what I was talking about. And those, I think, are clearly highlighting and amplifying the most um negative things the most fearful things they're the thing they all that stuff is just amplifying whatever makes us outraged afraid despondent and that's just going to increase the cognitive distortion even more because we're starting out we're already sort of naturally distorted that way 
And what some people were saying was, oh, there's also, you know, let's just lose ourselves in escapism and play video games all day and and be distracted. And uh, there's also forces trying to sugarcoat everything. You know, we want to pretend like everything is great. And that's true. That is another way that media operates. And I take that person's point, but it's just not in particular what I was talking about. I really wanted to let Chris Ryan know and others know and myself know you got to be really careful when you're consuming the news um, and to try to have that discussion and to take a sober look at numbers and data and to guard against the fact that uh, algorithmically driven news feeds that are going for engagement and going for outrage are going to give you a sense uh, of what's quote unquote happening in the world that's not necessarily accurate, probably isn't accurate. Again, we live in an era where everyone has cell phones and cameras and the things that immediately rise to the feed that the algorithm selects are going to be things that fit into a certain narrative that are going to drive engagement. So you just have to be aware of that process. Whatever the truth is behind what's happening or how big various problems are. And uh, yeah, I think people aren't. I just see people getting despondent. And there are people that tend to stay glued to the news and they're being fed things that are purely uh, negative, things that can easily be attached to catastrophic narratives of societal collapse and other things. And they're just not even questioning that process. And they're not, I don't think they're going out of their way to balance that with the amazing and the wonderful and again, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to say that I think if you want to have a happy life, you have to learn how to do that. I mean, you you don't have to be blind to what's happening in the world. You don't have to uh, put the rose-colored glasses on and just pretend like there's no racism and there's no violence and there's no climate change and there's none of this. Just like you don't want to just pretend you're not going to die. And I'm not pretending that I don't have. Uh, leukemia. I'm not pretending that I'm not aging. I'm not pretending anything. I'm aware of that, but um, I make an effort to compensate for what I think is most people's tendency to dwell on negative shit by going out of my way to pay special attention to just how fucking awesome life is and how many amazing things are happening.
I do this at my job too. I mean, people always tell me, oh my gosh, you must be constantly depressed working with all these kids that are living in poverty and, you know, all these abuse cases that you're dealing with. And of course, I'm not happy uh, about those things. And when I'm talking to a kid about the fact that they were sexually abused or something, it's not uh, the favorite part of my day, but overall, I love my job and have fun there. I mean, I'm privileged to have these conversations with these kids and to help them. And even those kids, I'm thinking of a kid right now that I've been working with that's that was sexually abused by a relative and has really been through a lot of stuff. But I think the tendency in my field and in the world still, you just want to view that person as a victim, as a traumatized, damaged individual. And that's, that's what you want to just tattoo on their, on their face. That's what they are. But no, no, I'm sorry. You're fucking wrong. This kid is hilarious, has all kinds of great things going for them, is super funny. I think is going to have a, a good life, right? The, she's got challenges and, we're, and I'm here to help her with that. But uh, this tendency to just give an insane amount of weight uh, to all the negative stuff and just completely forget about the other side of the scale. I just think this has to be fought against and you don't have to be in denial. And more importantly, I think it does harm. In the counseling context, I think if you just see these kids as victims, as you know, victims of systemic racism, of this and that, and you just constantly focus on that and you actually encourage them to identify as a victim you are doing their mental health harm and that's literally what my whole field is is advocating for in just about every single area um, and they think that's a good thing and i don't and i know it's a subtle point it's very <laughs> difficult to argue um, because people think then you're in denial of what these people are going through. And it's just, ugh, people are just so fucking stupid. It just gets me riled up. You just can't, no matter how clear you are in your reasoning, it's just, they just can't hear you because, I don't know, it's just, it's part of their identity to be this uh, crusader for the for the downtrodden. When, uh, just, it's the irony is, I think that I'm actually doing a way better job just to toot my own horn, of helping these kids than they are because I'm not limiting them to, I'm not treating them like they're solely or even mostly uh, victims or, or damaged goods. That's just not helping them. And, you know, I, I was having this discussion with my wife, and I don't know. We don't see eye to eye on these issues really either, but she's forced to sort of contend with my points of view on it. But, you know, my wife is a woman. Uh, I am sure that she has uh, been the quote-unquote victim of sexism, 
that people have diminished her accomplishments because she's a woman or treated her differently. And there's some old white guy with gray hair that said sweetie to her and this, that, and the other thing. Um, I'm not saying that that hasn't happened in her case. Okay. Now she could, if she chose, just totally dwell on that all the time and think of herself as, you know, from uh, just a, a member of a quote unquote marginalized group called women and constantly just dredge up every single memory that's ever happened that might fall into the category of her being slighted by some man, half of which will be invented, invented in the sense that like they were ambiguous things that were just interpreted as, oh, I'm sure he meant this in a sexist way, which half the time probably just wrong. But again, if people are encouraging you to take that mentality, you're going to have a distorted perception. This is just pure cognitive behavioral mechanics. It's just the way shit works. It's that cliche of the person across the street or the two people across the street are laughing and they look in your direction and you, you immediately interpret, oh, they're laughing at me. Well, you're going to be wrong like 90% of the time. Maybe they are laughing at you, but you're probably wrong. They're probably not even paying any attention to you. But if you are literally encouraged to interpret ambiguous situations in a way that uh, attaches to a victim identity or a victim mentality or a trauma identity or a trauma mentality, you are just making yourself miserable. And it's not accurate the majority of the time. And even if it is accurate, fuck it. You might as well just, who gives a shit? It's not going to help you to dwell on it. And so, like in my wife's case... The fact of the matter is, she is one of the most fortunate people that has ever walked the fucking face of the earth. She was born into a upper, upper middle class existence. She lived in a huge fucking house, had all her college paid for. She had every educational privilege. Uh, she has everything she wants now. She has a fucking amazing husband and myself. And a great job. Does Basically does whatever she most wants to do almost every second of every day and has she lives like kings and queens in past eras kings let's just go kings since that highlights the the male female aspect the kings of other eras just lived shitty lives compared to what my wife is li living now so I'm not saying she should just totally focus on what an amazing life she has and absolutely ignore any amount of sexism that comes up in life because, you know, you, you should stand up for yourself and try to change that. I'm just saying, my God, if she were to fall into this attitude like, oh, poor me, I'm this woman, and all she thought about was all the sexist things that ever happened, and then she developed this identity and mindset of being a victim... The only person who she, she would be uh, affecting there is herself. And she'd be making her life a billion times worse. And she'd be making a life worse that in actual fact is fucking amazing and should be enjoyed, celebrated, and absolutely not taken for granted for being just one of the greatest lives you could, the greatest hand of cards you could ever be fucking dealt and a lot of people aren't dealt that. 
like this little girl I'm talking about at work who's been sexually abused and gone through all this shit. She hasn't been dealt the greatest hand. But you know what? She still has a whole lot of shit going for her too. I mean, and it's still, she has to live in her own mind. So if I'm working with her, I am going to help her to have a mindset that's going to serve her and help her out. You know what I mean? Not have her stay mired in terrible experiences any more than necessary, any more than needs to happen for healing and processing things. And I don't know, it's just me, I'm on my soapbox, but my point is, and I guess I will leave it here, people, is that when it comes to just about everything, I am seeing uh, human beings have a natural tendency toward uh, a negativity bias that happened through gazillions of years of evolution to be very sensitive to that which is threatening, that which is scary, that which can hurt us. I think that um, our sense of, quote-unquote, what is happening in the world, our sense of, quote-unquote, the actual state of the world right now, that sense is constructed based on information that we're consuming. Because how the hell do we know what, what the world is except by watching the news and looking on the internet. Um, we know that there are algorithms and incentives in media to just feed us only the most uh, enraging shit, the stuff that's just going to get us all going. We know that they're attaching and interpreting and framing everything that's happening in terms of narratives that serve us clicking on things so that advertisers that want to sell boner pills and drugs and beer and potato chips can hijack our attention. We know this is happening, all right? But then if you know it's happening, don't just sit there and pretend like it's not affecting how you're seeing things. It is. You have to adjust accordingly. So just be aware that your sense of how things are is probably really twisted. Your sense of how the world is. I mean, there's like a baby being born every time somebody's fucking dying. And you need to see both in order to have any sense of the circle of life. And we just, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's just so much that's just wild and and really cool about being alive right now. And I know, I know that I'm privileged. Of course, I'm fucking lucky. And I live my life in a way to, you know, try to give back. I mean, I do that professionally. I donate a good amount of money uh, to food banks and um, charities every single month because I know I have more money than I need and not everybody does. I try to be thoughtful when I vote and participate in local and national elections and try to advocate for policies I think will be helpful. I just, I don't know, I just, 
I think that uh, maybe it's because I'm a mental health professional and I have spent a lot of time trying to get at this very subtle way that our mindsets not only don't serve us, but cause harm and cause us to relate to one another in ways that even with the best of intentions are actually making things worse. And so this is just my hobby horse and why I keep riding it. But uh, anyway, now that's my ranting out my ass for the day. And that's really all I'm going to say right now. And uh, fortunately, I'm probably the only one who will listen to this. And that will be like five years from now. And I'll just uh, get a laugh out of what I was thinking about back in 2022. And, um, but, you know, on the off chance that there is somebody listening. Hope you're doing well. And uh, if I feel like it, I will check in with you again next time the school district gives me a... uh, a free day off for basically no reason, but hey, I will fucking take it. Take care. Yeah, man.
mask is wearing thin Just give me one more dance I know that I can win I'm waiting for my real life to begin Any minute now My ship is coming in I can see on the horizon And I'll check my machine This should be that girl Gonna happen soon, soon, oh so very soon. It's just that time's late, and you said, "Be still, my love. Open up your heart, let the light shine in. Don't you understand?" See?